A question. What is the first negative thing that you can remember someone saying to you about you? Hello, this is Audie Puckett and you are engaging audio. Thank you for joining me tonight and I hope that this is as encouraging to you as it was to me putting it together. You know, people have a lot of trouble quote, finding themselves, end quote, because there are just so many platforms that are telling all of us who we should be or what we should be. And that's in every corner of our lives from our physical appearance to our perspectives, our opinions, our jobs, our hobbies even. So it's very hard for some of us to look out onto these platforms and pick out the pieces and put together an image that will be acceptable to the world when we step out our door. Even from very young ages, we're told what's so wrong with us in appearance and in behavior and in our likes and dislikes. So this pattern of thinking begins very early in life for a lot of us. The first, one of the first negative things that I can remember being told to me about me was that I was weird. And this was by other children that I went to school with. And of course, once the first popular kids started calling me weird, all the rest of the kids followed suit and, you know, would laugh and point and uh, would talk about, you know, how much my nose was always in a book or how the fact that I was black didn't go in sync with the fact that I liked rock music or the fact that I was from Chicago and was then living in Alabama. It was all wrong, according to them. Well, they did it so much that it just really started to bother me. So I took it home and, you know, talked to my parents about it. And I remember my grandmother taking me outside into the yard and telling me that there was a whole great big world out there just full of people. And the best thing about that was that nobody was better than me. And I remember my whole insides just lighting up with joy for only about a second because she followed that up with the fact that I'm no better than anybody else. This evened the playing field between me and the non-weirdos apparently. Even in my adult life, there are a lot of things that I do that isn't so much like what conventional adulting would be. I like doing things my own way, of course. I am very stubborn, I am very strong-willed, but I'm also very creative. I'm a creative person, and that's why I do a lot of thinking and a lot of doing outside of the box. And uh, the last I checked, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, so we're good there. The podcast, however, is not something new. It's not something outside of a box. It's not something, uh, it's not some left field way of thinking to have the platform of a podcast. So since there are so many out there, I sought counsel from 
people that I hold in pretty high esteem, you know, from relatives to uh, my, my pastor, people that I go to church with, my, my spouse, you know, all kinds of different people that may have some input on this. And it occurred to me that I ended up with a pretty long list of things that I shouldn't do versus a lot of the things that I probably should do. And just a little snippet of that list, um, don't use any slang, don't mention, don't mention my personal life, no politics, no religion, let's not talk about race, and let's not get anywhere near gender issues. So that's just like a little snippet of the list. Well, I tell you what, anyone can talk about anything, any way that they want to. That doesn't have a bearing on how I'm going to do this because there are some of these elements that I'm definitely going to be putting into my podcast because if I don't, then I won't be doing it as Audie Puckett. I'll be doing it from someone else's perspective and that's not exactly how I want to do this. And bottom line, I have a very big mouth and I never know from one day to the next what extra thing is going to be on my heart but what's important though is that the one thing that's always on my heart and it never leaves and that's just how much I love people and how much I know God loves all of us and as many people that have hurt me in a lot of different ways that doesn't take away from how much I love people. And I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that in spite of how horribly my life started out, I was caught along the way and I was taught through love how to love. And what I mean by that is that I had to be taught how not to hate the world for all of the things that we see daily on the news, in the streets, at work, at the store, on social media, all of this negativity that just swirls around us on a regular basis. I had to be taught how to love in spite of. And personally, while that is, I would say, a conditioned way of thinking, I rather enjoy it and I have no intention of changing that. The foundations of them teaching me how to do this and my deciding to stay this way included instructions like be who you are and live on purpose. Know who you are, know who you belong to, and live that life on purpose. It also included being an active participant in my dreams. If I don't go after it, I don't achieve it. If I put no work into it, I don't achieve it. That's reasonable. That's not even uh, a conditioned way of thinking. That's a reasonable thing, especially once you become an adult. And I think the biggest thing that I've had to learn, and I know that I remember, you know, my parents trying to teach me this, but it took Uh, me being an adult for quite some time to start wrapping my head around this one and that's that I needed to learn how to change the voices in my head that told me 
what I was or who I was according to someone else's perspective. So through my learning process of doing that, and that's still something that I have to work on from time to time. You know, anytime I experience a, a failure or a hiccup along my way in life, I have to uh, go back to the process and relearn that. I have to go back to, you know, of course, my Bible. I have to go back into prayer and I have to go back to my mom, you know, <laughs> talk to my mom and have her, you know, lift me up. But I want to encourage you in that same way that whoever told you that you weren't good enough that you would never be anything that you're ugly that you're useless that you are anything counterproductive to your being uh created by god just like them i want to encourage you that that is a lie and if those words are still swirling around in your head every time you think you've gotten up the courage to step out into your dream, to step out in your faith, to step out into your day. If these things are still swirling around in your head and putting the brakes on you, it's time to lay them down. It's time to take that particular article out of your life suitcase and replace it with hope. Every day is a brand new start. Every new day is an opportunity for you to decide that you don't have to live like you are useless, like you're nothing, like you're ugly. You get to choose to live as though you are fearfully and wonderfully made that you were specifically designed to worship the one who made you. And before we get in our feelings about the word worship, let me just make it clear that worship is not just standing in a church somewhere singing a song and lifting your hands. It's not, you know, only, you know, singing praises to God. Worship in this life as, you know, for the believers who are listening here, Worship is using the strengths and the talents and the gifts that God put in you when he designed you toward living a good life here on earth and toward God's established kingdom. It's not just singing a song. It's not just closing your eyes and clasping your hands and rocking back and forth. It's living on purpose with the tools that you are already equipped with. You just need to learn how to use them. And think of it like this. If you designed something, wouldn't you want to see it do what you designed it to do? Wouldn't that be great? Or would you be satisfied with going through the long process, you know, however long it takes to create something, to do something specific and it just sits there and never does it. That's the kind of person we learn how to be when we can't change that voice in our heads. We become the creation that was designed for a specific purpose, but the creator is not getting to see it function the way he designed it to. 
And I am doing everything in my power. <laughs> I am doing everything I can for that not to be a thing said about me when I leave this earth. And I'm loving on people because I don't want that to be a thing said about anyone that I know or don't know. And this, is, this includes people that don't even like me. If God bothered to make us, he has a plan for us. And for every opportunity that someone took to break us or belittle us or betray us, for every opportunity taken, it hurt. But we get a say in how we let it affect us. We get a say. So I do want to encourage you to stand up, to look up and to step out because you are worth it. You are good enough through the one who made you. And I don't want anyone out there still believing a lie that has crippled them in this life to keep doing that because that's just not what you were designed to do. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It has done my heart so good and I hope that this has also been for your good and for God's glory and that until we talk again you all have happiness and love in Jesus Christ and with one another have a good night